Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There were a lot of sad sights on that football field Sunday, my friends. None sadder than watching Cam Hayward try to go out there on a ripped-up groin and realize that he just couldn't do it. Made a U-turn, came back to the sideline. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this word emanated from South Water Street that Cam's going to have to have surgery on that groin. That's going to put him on the injured reserve list. That doesn't mean what it used to. For those of you who go way back with your football, that used to mean your season was done. In Cam's case, he can come back after a couple months. And here's hoping for all kinds of reasons, principally his health, obviously, that he's able to do that. I'm not going to waste anybody's time in pointing out here, at least not elaborating on it, that Cam's leadership will not be missed because Cam won't go anywhere. He'll be as visible and vocal as ever. He doesn't have another way of operating. But on the field, oh boy. You know, it's one thing to go from Christian McCaffrey gutting you on the ground the way he did over the weekend. And then to look at his stats after the fact and see that 102 yards of all those gutted yards came after contact, after contact. That was a career high, even for him. And you realize what happened here all began on the defensive line. That's not something that requires anybody's detailed film analysis. That's just common sense. If you're breaking through and getting all these yards after somebody's touched you, there's no way you're pulling that off 
if the defensive line is stout. There just isn't. And what you saw between Cam getting hurt Sunday, DeMarvin Leal hurt his elbow on Sunday, Larry Ogunjobi clearly is still not anywhere near 100%. Not like he's in the neighborhood. He's not anywhere near it. I'm not even sure why he suited up. So there they were out there with Montrevious Adams, the starting nose tackle, as I told you guys a couple months ago that he would be. Isaiah Loudermilk was out there a lot, maybe more than he'd expected. Keanu Benton made it onto the field in the second half. Not to be forgotten on the depth chart, but Braden Fajoko is on the practice squad. Could be added with a snap of a finger. Probably will be. But I say this, and as I'm doing so, you're thinking to yourself, okay, yeah, that was McCaffrey, but here comes Nick Chubb the best running back in the National Football League. Chubb's going to steamroller you for 110, 120, even if you have all your guys, even if you have Cam, Larry. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if Chubb would have been able to do that against the peak Cam and peak Stefan Tuitt up there with Javon Hargrave in the middle just to really rub it in. That's how good the guy is. But now... You're lining up against Cleveland with the entire football world just having watched you get exposed on the ground. 188 total yards for the 49ers. And if you want, you can put some of that on the inside linebackers who weren't great. If you want, you can even throw it on the secondary. I thought the edge rushers, for the most part, did well with sealing the run, but it doesn't matter if you're just going right through the middle. They never even have a chance at you. I asked Montrevious after the game Sunday, what has to happen with this group? Honestly, uh, from listening to coach, it's just uh, communication and making sure we detail some things. Uh, but for the majority of the things, uh, we'll find out tomorrow. But uh, I'm sure it's just details and communication. Do you feel like this is something it's correct? Most definitely, most definitely. No, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like they played a good game, but mm-hmm. we can clean up the rest. That's a fair answer. That's a common answer. I know it's not an exciting answer. But that's how these guys think. And it's a big reason why I like sharing some of their responses with you via a recording as opposed to me just paraphrasing them so you can hear it from their own perspectives. They don't see themselves, the members of the Steelers' defensive line, as a deficiency. They don't see themselves as lacking depth. For the most part, those guys had a pretty good Latrobe, and they had a pretty good preseason. If your memory can still make it back to that preseason and take anything seriously from it, you'll actually recall a few of these names that I just mentioned popping up in some positive context. It's not a bad group. That said, the young guy who might have impressed the most was Benton, and he absolutely needs to be at the front of the line for getting a shot. I know they have their thing where the veteran's always going to start over the rookie and whatever, but a lot of that's going to get uncovered here in a big hurry. Whether that means Joey Porter Jr. is going to get out there instead of Levi Wallace or Patrick Peterson, whether that means 
you're going to see Broderick Jones get on the field ahead of Chooks Okorafor or Dan Moore, neither of whom showed all that well in the opener, or whether it's going to be something like this, an injury, an unfortunate injury, maybe a couple injuries, depending on how Leal is. You got to go with the guys who are going to have that ceiling. I know this coach has never liked to think that way. He focuses everything on the game that's in front of him. And as I remember mentioning to you guys around the middle of last season, the one good thing about that two and six start was that it forced him into playing guys that he normally wouldn't play in NFL games at that stage of their careers because it could advance them going into this season. And that did happen to his credit. Well, the Steelers are only 0-1 right now, although I'm sure after that game they probably feel, everybody feels like they're 0-10 or whatever. But if you've got an opportunity here to have a reason to put Benton on the field, meaning no Cam, maybe no Leal, do it. Don't be overthinking this. You know what you're going to get from Adams. I'm not saying that disrespectfully, but his head's hitting the roof, okay? He's not going to get any better. With Benton, you've got a chance to put somebody out there who can rise up into an impact role. And if this past weekend didn't illustrate to everybody painfully enough how much impact is needed on that line, wow, I can't imagine what would. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. The law firm of Edgar Snyder & Associates has joined forces with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett to make a difference in the community. They're supporting Connecting Champions, a local charity that asks pediatric cancer patients, what's your passion, and connects them to mentors who give these young patients an identity outside of their diagnosis. You can learn more about what Edgar Snyder and Associates and Kenny Pickett are doing in the community by visiting edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Again, that's edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's J1Q comes from Kimberly, who rants. DK, I am telling you, Steelers season ticket holders should be ashamed of themselves. They just sell to the highest bidder. They do not show up. There were a million 49ers fans here in town, and even the Steelers fans who did come to the stadium just sat and booed. I scream and everyone looks at me like I'm the oddball. I'm telling you, it sucks. All of you who sell your tickets, quit being greedy. Either come to the game or give. Yes, I said give them to a Steelers fan. I am begging you. Kimberly, I both respect and appreciate the sentiment that you're expressing. I felt a lot of that at Akershire Stadium on Sunday. I felt a lot of that outside the stadium. I felt a lot of that the day before downtown. It was uncomfortable. It was unusual here in Pittsburgh to see that. Now, granted, Steelers fans of all varieties from all different kinds of places do this in other cities and a lot of folks, myself included, will say, hey, that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Well, that's fine. That's their city. This is ours. And it's never happened here before. Not on this scale. You won't find anyone who's been around the Steelers for a long time, including inside the Steelers, who'd ever seen anything like that. What happened? What really happened? Again, with a nod to what you're saying, it's always unfair to overgeneralize. When you're talking about the Steelers' season ticket holders, not all of them sell their tickets. Not all of them buy them as investments and then sell them mostly motivated by the significant return. Not all of them eat those tickets. Not all of them live far from Pittsburgh. But there's a problem. There's a real problem. And it begins with the very real fact, not an opinion, that roughly half of the season ticket base lives nowhere near Western Pennsylvania, something I've been talking about on this show for years. Well, it finally came home to roost. Because even with the excitement of the preseason and whatever else, it wasn't enough to get anywhere near enough bodies into the stadium, meaning actual ticket owners, or into Pittsburgh, or to pay for the flight, or the hotel, or whatever. And rather than sell those tickets or everything that you suggested there, they're just going to keep them because they've had them in the family since World War II or most likely 1972. And by God, they're just not going to let them go. Even if they don't go. And from there, 
the process becomes it's pretty basic you know you just put it on StubHub, somebody buys it and that's the end of it you're not checking what jersey they're wearing in their avatar you don't even know who ended up getting it you just know that you sold it so yeah the motivation of some season ticket holders stinks the system really stinks and although it'll sound like i know a lot about this because i've talked to a lot of people inside the steelers on this subject i'm not an expert i don't have some uh, MBA. I can't put together for you a, a program that'll satisfy everyone and try to get as many either Pittsburgh Steelers fans or actual Pittsburghers, either one, into the stadium. But that whole thing failed on Sunday because people from the Bay Area, people from Silicon Valley have a lot of money, a lot of disposable income, and there's actually a good many of them who live and work here. And by that, I mean tech people and tech companies who've moved their operations and their lives to Pittsburgh. We have a bunch of them. Just go drive through East Liberty sometime soon, and you'll see what I mean. But they have the cash. They won the StubHub biddings, and they put on their red, and they filled the place up, probably even surprised themselves with the numbers that arrived. Now, do I think that's going to happen for every team? No, no. There's only one franchise based in a city with that much independent wealth. And I definitely don't think it'll be Cleveland. So try to keep that part in mind as well. But a solution is needed. The Steelers need to get more Pittsburghers, and by that now I'm talking about people who live here, into the stadium. The Steelers need to get, and this is the part that I really want to stress, more younger fans into the stadium. The younger fans who have, I think this is wonderful, so I'm not knocking it, but have fallen in love with hockey. Give them a chance to go in there and see the NFL and see what a great event that is, what a great franchise the Steelers have been for such a long time right here in their hometown. You talk to kids in their 20s, they'll tell you they've never been to a Steelers game. And they'll walk around with Steelers stuff. That's not okay. That's not okay. I appreciate, again, everything that you said. I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we will do another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.